Hey everyone, welcome back to Music Marketing Monday. My name is Andrew Southworth, and today we're going to be talking about Apple Music and Apple Music for Artists. Now, if you're not joined yet, go to musicmarketingmonday.com or click the link in the show notes to get actionable music marketing advice into your inbox every single Monday morning. So yeah, let's get into it. Almost everyone online talks about Spotify the most out of any DSPs or digital service providers. Those are the Spotify's, the Apple's, Deezer, etc. Uh, myself included, but that's because Spotify has the largest market share uh, and in my opinion, the best algorithmic exposure compared to any of the other DSPs. For example, last time I checked, Spotify has about 35% of the streaming market, while Apple Music and Amazon Music only have about 15% each. Now, fortunately, when it comes to marketing music on Apple Music, it is very similar to promoting music on Spotify, but it's worth talking about how their algorithm seems to work and the benefits of Apple Music for artists. So first, we're going to talk about the Apple Music algorithm. Then we're going to go to some tweaks you can do to your marketing when you're promoting Apple Music. And then we're going to talk about Apple Music for artists and if you should promote Apple. So when it comes to the algorithm uh, for Spotify, we have a pretty good idea of how it works. And the reason is they've bought a bunch of other companies over the years. So information about those other companies is public. They've had engineers and stuff do talks at various conferences that have been online. And they have general kind of transparency about how their algorithm works, which I've talked about in the past. Um, you can see that on my YouTube channel or other uh, blog posts, newsletter posts, etc. Um, I'll try to link to one down below. But for Apple Music, we pretty much have nothing. <laughs> now, I pay for uh, and moderately use Apple Music solely to stay up to date on how their platform works. I never, I have had Spotify forever and I use that and I pay for it, uh, but I pretty much just pay an Apple Music subscription um, every month for research purposes. Now, uh, recently I got it for free in my Verizon plan. So actually, I guess I don't pay for it anymore because it's included. But anyways, <laughs> um, when I first signed up to it, my goal was to see how their algorithm recommended me music just to see what happened. So I went on the platform and I basically just listened to music for a week and just took note of what happened. And what I found was that repeat listens seem to be one of the most important metrics. For example, if I listen to multiple songs from an artist, they would recommend more music from that artist on the homepage. So basically, I would go to the homepage of the app and it would say more music by, and then it would list other songs and albums from the artist that I listened to multiple songs of. And it doesn't just do one artist on the homepage, it does several. Now, they do also have playlists for finding new music, staying up to date on artists that you listen to, and several others. I think there's like a morning playlist and like a relaxing playlist. Um, but I found this, this homepage, listen to more music by aspect to drive a lot more listening personally. And that might just be because I never really listen to music in playlists. I kind of binge certain artists a lot of the time. I'll go listen to one artist and I'll just listen to them for you know, that day. Uh, <laughs> so maybe it's it's different for me. But for me, it's that was actually, I actually found it pulling me back to an artist catalog. Um, now, as far as those playlists that I mentioned go, the, uh, the various algorithmic ones that they do have as well, like the uh, staying up to date on new music and, and finding new music, um, those seem to also be driven by repeat listens and pressing the love button or the heart button on Apple Music. And I'm not sure, but maybe also downloading music as well. But definitely repeat listens, definitely hitting the love button. 
So meaning if you, because up until recently, Apple Music didn't even have a follow button. Now they have this favorite button, which is kind of like a follow. So how would they know who to recommend new music from artists you love, right? The only way they would know is by who you've actually listened to or who you've pressed the heart button on. So those playlists seem to also be influenced by what you listen to and what you press the heart button on. So now let's talk about uh, what type of ad campaign you would you would use. And essentially, just uh, if you're promoting music on Apple, you're basically going to do it the exact same way you would do it on Spotify. So if it's free promotion, like social media or touring or whatever, you're just doing that, no difference. <laughs> um, although in those methods, you don't really have control where people go. Uh, you could incentivize certain platforms by telling people, go do this on this platform. But if you're doing direct ad techniques, which is a thing I'm a fan of, um, and I also covered in my course, Spotify Growth Machine, even though it's called Spotify Growth Machine, it works exactly the same for any DSP. The only difference is the amount of people on any given platform, like Apple Music, as I mentioned, has less than half the market share compared to Spotify. However, there's one big tweak that you would do. So if you're familiar with how you're using Spotify, there's one big tweak you would do if you're going to pivot it to be an Apple Music campaign. Based on the fact that repeat listens seem to push music to the homepage recommendations, the destination should change. So on Spotify, I tend to recommend driving listeners directly to the song. So they get as many saves and playlist ads and repeat listens as possible. Well, repeat listens on one song. For Apple Music, I think you should send people to a playlist. Because just like on Spotify, you send people to a playlist, you're going to get way more streams per person across your catalog. You might not get as many repeat streams on one particular song, but since Apple Music seems to be rewarding repeat listens on an artist profile, if you send them to a playlist, that's the best way to get as many streams per person as possible. The way you do this, it's very simple. I believe you need a paid Apple Music account, so that's another reason why I started paying for Apple Music when I did it, is... Uh, you're going to have to make an Apple Music playlist. You're going to have to make it public. You're going to put whatever song you're promoting at the top and then more music from your catalog under it that they might like. So you could make a discography playlist or this is playlist or greatest hits playlist. Um, you could also theme it. Like if you have more electronic songs, more rock songs, like if you're a multi-genre artist, you could theme them, um, basically bundling songs together by similarity. Now on Apple, you're going to send people to this playlist instead to try and encourage repeat listens compared to sending them directly to the song that's in there. And that's it. That's the only difference between promoting Spotify and Apple uh, is that you're going for those repeat listens, so you're going to prioritize that. Whereas in Spotify, you're going for saves and playlist ads, which encourage repeat listens on a specific song, which tend to lead to bigger algorithm expects. Now, keep in mind these platforms do change. So if you're listening to this in a, you know, a year or or two years or whatever, like even a year later, things might change. These platforms change very frequently. Ads change very frequently. Just keep that in mind. Um, it might be the same, but if you're listening to this year in the future or more, it might not be. <laughs> uh, so now let's talk about Apple Music for Artists. Overall, Apple Music for Artists isn't as fleshed out as Spotify for Artists. However, you can see plays, which is streams, average daily streams, song purchases, which is like iTunes sales, and Shazam's. Shazam's, if you don't know, let's say you're hearing a song at a restaurant or a movie or something, and you're like, wow, I like that song. I wonder what it's called. There's this app on your phone. Um, I think it's included in every iPhone because it's owned by Apple, but you, you can get it on any platform like Android as well. You just click Shazam, 
and then it listens to the song for a couple seconds and then it tells you who it is and what the name of the song is and you can just click a button and go listen to it so um you get all the data so streams daily listeners uh song purchases and shazams both on a song by song level and a profile level and graphed over time for different time periods now you can also dive into location data to see which countries and cities are most streaming your music. And one interesting thing I've noticed is that Japan loves Apple Music <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, obviously every country has different market shares, but one thing I've noticed in particular that almost everyone I know that promotes their music using ads is that if you have a bunch of Japanese people clicking to go listen to your song, you can be damn sure they're going to Apple Music, or at least the vast majority are going to Apple Music. I don't know why I guarantee you they just more people there use apple than spotify and that's probably it um now they recently added a live counter to apple music for artists as well which is pretty cool this shows you how many people are listening right now and how many have listened minute by minute over the past 48 hours so you can use this to kind of see listening behavior throughout the day and night um, which you might not be able to do anything with but certain people probably could use that data to change their ads or change whatever else they're doing um, I did notice that that live feature seems to only be available for larger accounts. Or if you don't see it, you, you might just not have enough people listening. Um, in addition to that, there's also artist profile section where you can update your profile image and some basic artist information. So if your Apple Music profile looks like crap, you got to go add an image, make it look good. <laughs> um, and there is some basic bio stuff, kind of like Spotify as well. It's not quite as fleshed out as Spotify, but um, there's enough. And so in general, you know, there's enough information on Apple Music for you to easily gauge how your ad campaigns are going. Unfortunately, you can't see people who favorited or followers, as you can think about them. You can't see how many loves or hearts you've gotten or saves you've gotten or how many downloads you've gotten, like Apple Music downloads. You can see how many iTunes downloads you've gotten or iTunes sales, um, but you can't see um, people who've added your music to their library and Apple Music downloaded for offline listening. So those would all be cool things um, that I wish they add. And they are improving drastically. You know, every every couple months, twice a year, they add some new stuff and it gets better over time. So hopefully they catch up to Spotify and add even more stuff. Now, big question, should you promote Apple? <laughs> and this, this, this is kind of an important question because recently Spotify came out with a whole bunch of new changes that are starting in 2024. Look at last week's episode if you, you haven't seen that, and also some very videos on my channel as well that I've covered it. But basically, Spotify is demonetizing a whole bunch of types of tracks, um, that especially songs that have less than 1,000 streams per year. Um, so that's one reason why some people might be thinking, wow, should I maybe promote Apple Music instead? Now, Apple Music does pay roughly double what Spotify does. It's still less than a penny per stream, but it is double <laughs> on average. Um, but there are some nuances to this. For some people, it makes sense, and some people it doesn't. So usually I tell people, when you're starting off, prioritize one particular DSP to concentrate their efforts on one platform. Typically, this would be Spotify because it has a larger user base and that extra algorithmic potential. However, sometimes artists just align better with another platform for their own personal reasons or for the genre they're in. I know people where their number, number one platform is Pandora. Other people, Amazon. Other people, iTunes. Other people, Apple. <laughs> Other people, YouTube, etc. There are certain people who just do better on certain platforms for whatever reason. Either it's because they enjoy said platform, 
and they focus on it because of that, or it's because of the genre they're in and also the demographics of people that listen to that genre. For example, the iTunes people I mentioned uh, and the Pandora people that I mentioned, they have an older demographic. Naturally, that skews also a very U.S.-focused demographic. So naturally, that kind of skews things, uh, the older leaning more to Pandora and iTunes, and then the more U.S. aspect also leaning more to Pandora because it's more popular in the U.S. Um, so, you know, there's other factors there, but I don't want to list them all because it'll identify the individual artists that I'm thinking of, and I'd like to keep them anonymous. So in my links and ads, I usually have Spotify first and Apple Music second, and this leads to about 80 to 85% of fans going to Spotify and about 10 to 15 going to Apple. Um, you could flip these if for you have a good reason or you just believe in Apple or whatever other platform better, you could flip them and make uh, Apple or iTunes first if you wanted to. Sometimes, for some people, when you put iTunes first, it just results in a worse performing landing page because the most popular platform is lower down. <laughs> But for the people I know who their number one goal is iTunes, because they already do so well there, uh, that's what we do every time. We don't really, we care how Spotify goes, but we care a lot more about iTunes sales. Uh, and for 99% of you listening, that's not the case. You probably don't give a damn about iTunes sales, but this artist does because they very often go number one on iTunes charts, and that can also allow them to chart on Billboard. Um, pretty much every album they release. So for them, it's incredibly important. <laughs> so a lot of the marketing, it's it's we we talk more about iTunes than we do about Spotify, right? And you might be that person. You might find that you know Bandcamp works well for you. I've never had Bandcamp work well. Like I've gotten sales on Bandcamp, but anytime I've focused anything on trying to drive people to Bandcamp, nobody wants Bandcamp. And uh, what I've noticed is that. Uh, Certain types of genres and certain demographics use Bandcamp. The average person out there has never even heard of Bandcamp. So it depends on your, your demographic and your, your genre. You know, there's different niches going different places. And it's honestly the same thing for social media. A lot of people say, go on TikTok, post a lot. Go on Instagram, post a lot. But maybe Facebook is your platform. Maybe Twitter is your platform. Maybe a podcast is the best for you. Maybe a blog is the best for you. You don't know. You know, you just, you got to... Think about what you enjoy most and where your people are at. But but also um, keep in mind if if you're focusing on Bandcamp and Twitter as a music artist, you're probably going to be fighting an uphill battle if you're wrong about your audience analysis. Like your life's going to be a, <laughs> your promotion's going to be a lot harder if if you you mess that up and go against the mainstream in that way. But you can do it. So I have some new content for you this week and also some news. So in terms of new content, I have a pretty beefy, detailed step-by-step -step guide on how to promote your music on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the other DSPs. It's like a 15 or 17-minute video going through the entire process for how to promote your music on Spotify with Facebook ads. So click the, the uh, newsletter version of this podcast episode in the show notes if you want to go find the link or just go to my YouTube channel. It's one of the most recent episodes if you're listening to this when it came out. I also made a video about um, how Spotify is demonetizing 67% of tracks on the platform. Again, go to the show notes, that go to the newsletter version to find that video. Um, in terms of news, there's a couple of new things. So Spotify has confirmed all of the changes coming in 2024. They were technically just leaks and they were passed through news companies before, but they've actually posted information on their website about this now. So it is official. We have more information, uh, which I cover in that video if you go to watch that. 
Another cool thing or interesting thing is that 62% of TikTok users in the U.S. pay for a music streaming service, which is above the percentage for non-TikTok users. So TikTok users are more likely to pay for a music streaming subscription than non-TikTok users. Spotify is phasing out their service in Uruguay starting January 1st, 2024, which is interesting. I've never heard of them removing a country. I'm guessing there's some legal stuff happening or tax stuff that just isn't friendly to their business. And Live Nation and Ticketmaster have been subpoenaed in the U.S. Senate probe over exorbitant ticket prices, which I think is great because uh, it's, it's been, ticket prices and ticket fees have been a huge problem for so long. And I, I can't think of anyone in the music industry aside from those ticketing companies that actually enjoy that. <laughs> um, the quote of the week is by Alex Ramosi, if you never heard of, is a great marketing content creator, has a great couple books as well. Um, the quote is, you can get good enough at almost anything in 20 hours of focused effort. The problem is most people spend years delaying the first hour. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you, if you haven't joined yet, you know, you can join about 7,000 or so other music artists, managers, labels, etc. who are getting actionable music marketing advice sent to their inbox every single Monday at musicmarketingmonday.com or click the note, the link in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. My name is Andrew Southworth, and I'll see you next week. Bye.